Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it's a pleasure, as always, to have you here listening. If you've been an OG listener, then you'll know the podcast used to be, well, and if you're new, I'll now tell you, (laughs) this podcast used to be much more interview-based, and then I sort of had to take a bit of a hiatus, and then I came back doing just mostly solo episodes, and I'm just now starting to feel the pull to do interviews again, and I'm so excited to have some just phenomenal, phenomenal guests to really jumpstart interviews and everything again for the podcast and today's Bailey is just I guys I can't even express like how much I admire what she has done what she is doing and just like who she is as a person uh Bailey like you you are amazing and I am so happy we got to have this conversation we chat about all the things her experience with social media creating content and with that all everything that comes along with it so her struggles with mental health and eating disorder uh just sort of trying to find what that quote-unquote sense of balance between life and work and everything in between it's just overall a very like all-around conversation and we touch on very important topics that I struggle with, that she has struggled with, that I think a lot of us in general experience at one point or another. We tried to not only just discuss them, but also go into habits or tricks or tips that have worked to help get through those times or through those struggles. So hopefully this episode resonates and reminds you that you are not alone in these times. Hopefully it brings you a little bit of laughter, um, a little bit of just enjoyment overall. And then hopefully it also gives you something to think about, something to try, a new perspective, or just, you know, a little bit of support on how to support yourself or your mental health or any aspect of life. So give it a listen. Let us know your thoughts. We would both love to connect. I'm on Instagram at Emily Feichels. Bailey is at at BaileyJST with her other businesses as well. Just like I said, I'm so freaking admiring and inspired by this woman. So definitely go check out her page, the content she creates, the words she shares, and also her businesses, Play Digital and Get Quickies. So yeah, they'll all be linked below as well as spelling, but we'd love to hear from you. And if this episode or the podcast in general has had any impact or just brought you joy or anything in the slightest, it would mean oh so much if you could leave a rate and review, um, get in contact, share it, share it with a friend, share it on social media, whatever it is, all the support is welcome. So without further ado, let's dive into this conversation with Bailey. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I just wanted to sort of introduce how I found you and like why I even really wanted this interview and conversation to come to fruition is because I found your IG a few months ago and I was in this phase of life just where I was sort of shifting who I follow and the type of content I take in, you know, and just trying to get different perspectives and mindsets in in my world around me. And I, I can't even remember how I found you, but I just remember thinking like your content's just this amazing blend of both like, he- like you have like heavier stuff, but lighter stuff, relatable, like it, it provides value. It's just pure fun. It's just like the perfect oh, blend. Thank and you. Yeah. And I, there's not many people that do everything so like seamlessly blended together as you do. So, um, but beyond that, it's just like the content you do share just always like hits home or resonates or is something I'm interested in as well. So I thought this would be like a good roundabout. Conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, 
I'm excited. Thank you so much for the kind words. That means so much. Yeah. But I mean, that being said, I was curious. We're, we'll talk about like a bunch of topics today and sort of all the things that I think, you know, my community and maybe your community probably would resonate most with. But to start, I was just curious, like, have you always been this way when it comes to social media? Like, I'm, I'm still new. So I don't know, like, where you started, what it was like in the beginning. But I'm always curious, like, did you just start sharing in such a like, real, relatable, vulnerable way? Or was this something that you like came to over time? I guess what's been like the, the progression of you and really like the business and community you've built? Yeah, I mean, definitely have not always been this way. That's for sure. I didn't really know like how I was going to use Instagram for the longest time. For my personal platform, it was always just kind of like a byproduct of my work. And then people started engaging with it more. And then I felt like this massive amount of pressure to like, people would start calling me an influencer or creator. And I was like, I'm really not that. Like, I, I think at the be like the, the roots of it all, I'm, I'm maybe a creator. Cause the, that word I feel like goes more with entrepreneurial. What? Entrepreneur? <laughs> I was going to say entrepreneurialism. Yeah, I'm just a mess, but I just felt like this massive amount of pressure to fit into this box of an influencer and to start like posting what influencers are posting, like their outfits and beauty. And that's all stuff I love. Like I do genuinely enjoy sharing that, but it felt to me as like this struggle internally because I just, when I see that stuff online, sometimes I'm inspired by it, but sometimes I'm triggered by it. It can like make me feel less than, it can make me just feel like everybody else has this perfect life. And I'm over here struggling, working on a business up till one in the morning, haven't brushed my teeth like halfway through the day. And so I just started leaning into that side of my life a bit more because I felt like that's what I wanted to see at the time. And it felt so uncomfortable and not easy because I wasn't seeing it. So it felt like a little weird and vulnerable. And I wasn't sure like what people were going to say or if people were going to judge me. And at that time, it was like mostly people I knew that were really following me. It wasn't like I had this giant community so I always say I give such props to like micro influencers or creators or anybody who's just like starting to believe in themselves on social media because it's mostly people you know following you that are going to see you stepping outside of your comfort zone which is even harder um so it's always been like this ebb and flow and this growth and it still is for me like I even now I feel way more comfortable jumping on stories I feel way more comfortable sharing the vulnerable side of me, mental health, like body struggles and like the bad days along with the good days. But I still have those moments where I look at even just friends who are like crushing it and all they do is post outfits with like casual little like two word captions. And I'm just like, I can't do that. Like, I wish I could do that because you're crushing it and like your following is going up and I get into that little like toxic mindset. But at the end of the day, I've always really had to remind myself of my why and why I want to show up on social media and how I want to show up, show up on social media. And that is for connection and for value and to help people relate. I don't want to curate this unrealistic lifestyle that if someone lands on my page, they think that I'm this like perfect human because I am so far from that. And I think everybody is. So that really, for me has like always been the foundation of what I try to share. I love that. And I think that's so powerful too, to not only have that realization for yourself, but then to be sort of sharing in that way for others too, you know, knowing that other people are thinking that same way. And 
I, you know, once again, I'm, I'm like a very micro end. So my, as you said before, like a lot of it, a lot of what I'm sharing, it's two people I know. And at the one point I had a friend say to me something along the lines of like, everything you shared just looks so aesthetic and you seem like you've got it all together, blah, blah, blah. And like, she was saying it in a positive way, but I like felt like I wanted to cry in that moment. Cause I was like, oh, if you could only see, you know what I mean? I, it just like hit me. And it was yeah. you were just explaining there. I was like, I can't like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like I'm doing, I'm just like sharing not fully and openly and it's making people like probably not think like, I, I don't know that great about themselves or if they, they feel a certain well, way. It's hard. Out. Yeah. But I don't know. That's like also hard. Yeah. Cause I mean, when you're in the good moments, you're excited to share, right? Like that is something that naturally your instinct is like to celebrate it, which is totally normal. There's nothing wrong with sharing the good parts of your life. But when you're in the harder moments, the moments that maybe you like need to sit and do a bit of work in, a lot of us, our instinct is to like protect ourselves and to like detach from things that make it public. So it's definitely a whole growth journey or for me, it has been at least because it, it's not natural to share the bad days. It's not natural to be like putting it up on a public platform. <laughs> but I do think it's important because I think that we all have good and bad days, but social media has really amplified seeing only people's good days or their success. Like you don't see the hustle that it took over five years for someone to get to a certain point either. Like you just see them getting brand deals and getting whatever it is, like their business launching or you don't see the sleepless nights and all the other things. So I think it is important to have both sides shown. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point. I was going to ask you actually, how do you feel about when it comes to sharing, you know, whether it's what could be labeled as a bad day or a bad experience or just like the hard times there's like, I feel like there's the two different ideas, whether it's like, I'm sharing as I go, as I work through the motions and others are like, no, I'm waiting to share until I've like healed from it. Right. Until I can like show up and say like, oh, I'm, I've like hit that point of healing, whatever it is. And I, I'm going to assume that you're with like the first, at least where it's like, you're showing like along the way. And like, if you're struggling with something, I'm kind of a mix. Okay. Okay. I can like, I definitely, yeah, I think I think for me, I always check in with myself first because there's definitely moments where like, I don't have the capacity to share it. And it's just, I think that's a fair assumption to make because I think you're just seeing what I am in the moment, but the times when I'm not, I'm just not sharing it. So you wouldn't know. But for me, like an example of the opposite is like, I had an eating disorder when I was like 21 and it took me like 10 years to share that publicly. So I really was not sharing anything when I was going through it, even through a lot of the healing that was something that I just knew I wasn't ready to talk about. And I had to like, keep that private. And it is hard when you start sharing a lot of your life, because then it feels like, well, do I have to share this? But no one has to do anything. Like you have to listen to yourself. That's always been a commitment that I've made is like to check in with myself first before I check in with social media. Like it's so toxic if you're doing it the other way around. So I think that yeah, I, I'm a mix. Like I definitely will, if I'm just in the trenches, like right now I'm launching a business and I'm really taking people along that journey because I don't want them to just think that <laughs> this thing came out of nowhere. But, um, I definitely have days where the last thing that like I personally can handle or my mental health can handle is being on my phone. Yeah, no, that's, I guess that is very valid. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I, I do like essentially the same thing. It's yeah, I've just like heard both sides of it, I suppose. But I feel like that mix is 
such a fair mm-hmm. middle, middle ground. And I love that you brought up even like the point with quickies and like the business side of things. Because before I really started to see creators and entre- creators turned into entrepreneurs share that process of like producing a product or whatever it was, it just, I don't know. It just like, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I want to do that someday. And then I started like, um, like Allie from Oat House, um, like the granola butter and like you, and there's been a few others. And now I'm suddenly like, yeah, that's not for me. <laughs> at least not in this <laughs> stage of life, at least not for a long while. <laughs> that is a lot of work. That is a lot of life. Um, it's not probably going to simplify my life or make it so I work less, whatever it is. So it's like, no. pretty, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's like the meme where it's like, I quit my nine to five to, you know, create my own schedule. Work whatever. like a, a seven to 11. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, <laughs> not, not right now. Um, but so I absolutely love that. And I think it is so important, but yeah, I mean, I can't imagine also like balancing all those behind the scenes and like real moments and work you're doing with everything you're also trying to like create and share as well. Yeah, I just take it like one day at a time. I used to be such a perfectionist mindset. And I mean, I still am to an extent, like I love a good detail. Like I definitely have that eye and like, I want things to be done in a certain caliber almost, but I have let a lot of my tendencies go because I looked at it so black and white. And if it wasn't done this way, there was no point in doing it. Like I was so extreme. And now I'm just like, you're always gonna have to pivot. You're always gonna have to figure it out. So I've just become a lot more adaptable and a lot more flexible. And I, I don't believe in balance. Like I just genuinely don't think it exists. I take things like really one day at a time now. And one time, like one day quickies is going to thrive. But like, while I'm doing that, my media agency is going to be neglected because I'm one person. I can't put like split myself in two and do all the things at once. So I think it's just, day by day figuring it out and then also like making time for yourself because I've done the burnout thing I've done the running yourself into the ground thinking that it was cool to be busy thinking that meant you were successful when it really really does not um and so now I know how what I need like for my time to be able to actually show up for my companies and for myself I love that so I guess like when you wake up in the morning do you sort of, do you like schedule your week ahead of time? Do you wake up each day and sort of decide like what your priorities are, or what areas need the most focus? Like, how do you, cause I feel very similarly and I I'm aligned with that sort of like day-to-day mentality. I, for the life of me, can't like go by a strict schedule, but I am always curious, like how, do, how others kind of plan out their day or choose their priorities, especially when you have multiple, like not only like hobbies and passions, which are what mine more so are, but yours are like legitimate, you know, like careers and, you know, business, and they have very like necessary attention needed at times. So how do you go about like, when you wake up each day or beginning of the week, sort of setting a schedule for yourself? Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't have like, I'm not this person who has like their entire day mapped out that gives me anxiety. I used to try and do that. And again, it was kind of that mindset of like all or nothing. And the second, something would fall off or the second that I didn't complete something I just felt defeated or like I had failed and I just realized that wasn't setting me and how I work up for success so I will put like meetings in my calendars or things that I obviously have like this podcast like this is in my calendar I know that's going to be on there for the day but I really try not to put like more than four things in a calendar 
any given day because otherwise I wake up and I just feel like too overwhelmed. I feel like if something comes up, I'm not going to have the flexibility to do it. If I need a mental break, I'm not going to have the time to do it. So I will have like my non-negotiables in my calendar, things that I want to do that I've had planned. And then the rest of the day, I do kind of leave open, but I always have a notes, like my notes app on my phone and on my computer synced. And in there, I'll kind of like put tasks for the week and like break them up. And so then I'll each morning, I'll just kind of go in there look at like, okay, what do I have the capacity for today? Like, what is a non-negotiable? Like I'll bold three things that I have to get done that day. Um, and then kind of work backwards from there. And if things don't get done, they just get moved to the next day. I've really learned that no one's going to die. If you don't send the email, like it's okay to push it back one day. Like maybe you don't get in the habit of doing yeah. that every single day. Um, but I'm also someone who like works really well under pressure. So for me, sometimes last minute things just like fuel the creativity. Um, but yeah, it's, I wish there was like more of an art to my routine, but there really is not. I just, I know like a couple non-negotiables for me is like, I need a slow morning. I need to have my coffee. I need to sit with my dog. I need to like either listen to a podcast, put on a playlist or like watch some reality TV to like wake up slow, not feel that anxious energy right off the bat from like being in my inbox. And then once I feel ready to kind of step into work, I will. Um, And I know to a certain extent that is like a huge privilege because not everybody has that. So I want to acknowledge that. But like, if you do have the means, or if you like can wake up 15 minutes earlier, like I really truly believe that a morning is so important and sets up your day for like your energy and how you feel. Um, and that bleeds into every single thing that you do throughout the day. So that's just really, really important for me. Um, and then the rest, I just kind of, I'll take it as it comes. Yeah, no, I love that. And I mean, it's, it's things like those and having even like the, the slow morning as a non-negotiable for you or finding a way to, you know, work within what could be a slower morning, even just like, not only how does that impact your business, but also I was thinking, and then you did bring up like mental breaks and just like the entire essence of probably how this, this change in, you know, routine for you or whatever it is, is like, so probably critical, I assume for mental health and how it can help manage that. So I guess when it comes to the topic of mental health, which you talk about and is just something that I'm big advocate for. And so many of us just, I feel need to have conversations about and feel like we can resonate and relate with others. What has your journey looked like? And you can go into as much or little detail as you want, but more so maybe just like bringing up like what was like mental health to you before? What is it to you now? Like what has worked for you just to, you know, basically give people that reminder that they're not alone in what they're going through and that it is possible to find a way to work within those struggles, whatever they may be. Yeah. I mean, if I went to full detail, we would be here for like a week. Right? <laughs> um, but I like growing up, mental health was never talked about. Like I'm 31. So I was born in 1990 and like, growing up in school like no one talked about mental health it was all physical education like physical health workout like that was like always just what I thought of when I thought of health was physical um so for me like I go to therapy now big believer and I've just like dissected some mental health that I had as a kid but like wasn't aware of like I um I'm like a child of divorce so obviously there's like issues from that like how does that not affect your mental health so it's definitely been a journey. I feel like I first started really kind of learning about my mental health when I 
was like in my honestly like my mid-20s so not that long ago and I was really starting to like try and heal from my body image issues and like my eating disorder and realized that because I always thought like for years the core of that was just my relationship with food like that and I needed to work out like that was what it was but it, it's mental health like so I had to come to terms and learn about that and really focus on my mental health versus the physical aspect of it and so that was a huge wake up for me and learning about my emotions and my feelings and things that I'd suppressed and how to handle like tough situations and then I really got curious about it I'm someone who if I feel passionate about something like I want to learn every single thing about it so I just started diving in like heavily into mental health and wellness and started going to therapy and just like listening to podcasts and learning all about it all the time so um I feel like I'm still learning a lot. I feel like we all are because it is still this topic that we've made huge waves on, but it's still very new. And um, I love that we're talking about it more. It's so incredibly important. But yeah, for me, I, like I went through a huge depressive episode. And so that was really hard at the time to even come to terms with. Um, That was before I really, I I knew what depression was obviously, but I just didn't really realize um, how normal it is and how many people have it. And I felt so isolated in it, which I think is very common when you have depression. Um, And mine was kind of triggered by like a dark life event, but I went through it for a couple of years, but I would, I didn't realize some of the symptoms I, I had, because again, we don't really like when we go to the doctor, we talk about our physical health. Um, and I one time like got the courage up because I just felt so scared to even say things out loud about it to talk to my doctor and she's like oh yeah like let's do this questionnaire and the questionnaire the symptoms that were aligned with depression I just thought were normal things to have like being tired or like um brain fog or just like antisocial like you don't want to go out I just thought that was like my personality traits so it was really eye-opening and I think there's a real power in diagnosis and acceptance and just being like I have depression that's okay like I am not depression I have depression Mm -hmm. and I take anxiety meds and depression meds and it changed the quality of my life I have come on them and I've come off them just depending on the seasons of life and where I'm at and what I need but there is such a power in being able to know what you need and then be able to give that to yourself. What ultimately made you decide to go on the meds? Because I know, first off, I'm like an advocate for anything and everything that works. I'm just at this point in my life where like I've had thoughts about maybe I need like that sort of additional support, but like for the life of me, some part of me is still battling with the like you can do it yourself. Like you have all the tools, you know, you can do it. Like they didn't have Mm -hmm. to go on meds, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, Oh, I've been trying to discuss it with my one, like good friend. And he's so supportive, but it's just like such a mental battle on its own. At least for me, it's been that way. So I'm just curious, like what, what prompted you to just like, actually, you know, like take the step to go on And Maybe it was like super easy and you just decided, or maybe like, I don't know if you had that kind of balance struggle. No, I'm very like, I relate to everything you're saying. I, um, I don't like taking like a ton of medication just because I'm very like 
aware of what I put in my body and like don't get me wrong I eat junk food and shit all the time but I just I don't like if I don't have to take a Tylenol I won't if I don't have to take antibiotics I won't but so I was like very the same way with like medication for depression and I was just like well I like why do I need to take it it'll be fine like I can just do all these natural remedies and we have science for a reason. We have medication for a reason. And when I started researching it a bit more, I definitely say anybody listening, talk to your doctor, do your research. I am not a doctor. <laughs> this is just my personal experience, but it really is. I had to let go of the stigma that medication is a bad thing. I felt like I had this superiority complex versus me and medication and like wellness and medication. And you can still be so into wellness and take an antibiotic like you don't I again this goes back to like my mindset of I had to live in a box and it couldn't be another box like I was so black or white and so now I'm just like you can be multiple things you can do multiple things you're also going to change what you like today isn't what you like tomorrow what you need today isn't what you need tomorrow so um I think for me I just kind of gently stepped outside of my comfort zone and was like we're going to try this we're going to give it us all a go. You've talked to your doctor. It's not like you're just trying to prescribe yourself something. She says it's a good fit. And I was at a point where I just felt like I didn't want to keep doing what I was doing because it wasn't working enough. So I just kind of, I think there was like a little bit of desperation and needing that help. So I did try it. And I will say with anxiety medication, it takes a while to work. So it takes about a month um, to actually like feel the true like correction of the chemicals in your brain. So it was a process and I had to like really commit to it. And, but once I felt the, the help that it was able to give me, it changed my quality of life. And so I stayed on them and then I eventually like came off them and that was fine at the time. But then I had another life event that really like triggered my anxiety and my depression. And I was like, you know what, now I know that that's there and I'm not dependent on it by any means, but like something chemically like this, I think for me, it really helped me to like break it down, like to understand that there wasn't anything wrong with me. It was a chemical reaction in my brain to be like, something is happening that is out of your control. There's nothing that you can do. You can't wake up 15 minutes early and journal. You can't like do all these things and have this fix the chemistry that's inside your body. So for me, I think that helps kind of like looking at it from that lens. Yeah, no, that's, that's speaking to me immensely because same thing. Like I, the, right. Like it's the way my anxiety, my depression, like my mental struggles happen is it very much is in those like waves. Right. And when, when things are okay and when they're good, it's just like enough for me to write off like all the, all the not great times, but it's getting to the point lately where like those not great times is like significantly reducing like my quality of life. You know what I mean? Like it's the point where it's like holding me back and I'm not able to do this and do that. And it's just like absolutely crushing and, or it's taking like all of my attention and all of my time to do these like lifestyle practices to help to manage it. And mm -hmm. so I, yeah, I thank you for sharing that. And I just think it's so, I've just talked with others that are kind of like feeling the same struggle and whatever it is, I think it also goes back to that box mindset or like the extremist mindset, like you said, that I think a lot of people in general struggle with, 
But if you've had an eating disorder, if you've been caught in the world of diet culture, mental health stuff, like whatever it is, I think it's, you can just be so much more prone to that type of thinking and that black or white, like good or bad labeling of things as well. So um, yeah, I guess, do you have any advice when it comes to sort of breaking out of those boxes or out of that like extremist black and white mindset mentality? Like, I'm not sure if maybe like there were journals or just time or therapy, whatever it was that helped you to slowly sort of like be able to shift out of that way of thinking and whatever avenue of life it was in. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like mindset is just one of the most powerful things. And I think I had to really realize that I always thought, and again, it was like, my examples are with diet culture. I don't know why, but it's like the diet starts Monday. And if you don't start Monday, then like, screw it, you start Tuesday. And then you just like, it's cyclical, right? Like you just keep pushing it back. And so I think for me, it's realizing that nothing is ever going to like, you're not going to start something and then it's just going to never go backwards. It's, you're always going to have these ebbs and these flows. And I think accepting that is so powerful, no matter what it is. But in terms of kind of the extremist mindset, I had to realize like, okay, we're going to make a conscious effort. I say where this is me talking to myself. We're going to make a conscious effort to challenge these thoughts to if you do something and it doesn't work out, you're not going to just give up. You're going to pivot and you're going to try it. And then you're going to also realize that same mindset's probably going to come up again tomorrow and you're going to have to push through it. And I kept trying to do that. And sometimes I didn't have the capacity to push through it. Sometimes it won and that's okay. But I just kept making that commitment to myself every day to like make these little steps and these little shifts in my mind and in my inner dialogue and just how I was looking at things. And slowly that became so much easier. And I started to see how it reduced my stress, how it helped me and how much more I was able to get done because I didn't just block myself off because it didn't fit into this one box of what I thought it needed to. So I think my biggest advice to anybody is just to keep trying. I think we expect ourselves to do and to execute and to get it right the first three times when it's going to take us a hundred times and accepting that is really, really important and powerful because I think if you have the mindset of it has to get done within like that first handful of times or the first day or however, whatever time frame you want to put on it, you're just still thinking inside that box. Oh, I love that. And I mean, yeah, whether that's with kind of like body, physical health, mental health, business, whatever it is, like it is like we, we look Mm -hmm. for fixes or we just want like instant gratification, you know, whatever it is. And I think like almost just learning to like develop a greater sense of patience with, you know, like we, we all hear about like patience with, you know, people, whatnot, everything like that, but even patience with yourself and patience with the process and whatever else comes up for it. So I, yeah, I love that advice. And I think that's probably, it can, working on that could be key to a lot of struggles that most of us probably face in our personal and or business life as well. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm still like, don't get me wrong. I still have like that intense side of me (laughs) and like, I'm a planner and it comes out, but I do think that it has allowed me so much more peace in my life to have worked on that because if I was still, I, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing if I was still like that, because I would have 
given up or I would be like so stressed out that I wouldn't have even any energy and I also think like there's something to be said for like making time to be playful in your life and just do things that bring you joy because I think that allows you to slow down and that allows you to just remind yourself of what's important in life so just yeah I know I said I don't believe in balance but I'm gonna use the word like just try and have like something to I guess contrast the other areas of your life because you can't be all work and have a a peaceful mindset you know what I mean and you can't be all play and then have a strategic mindset so I think that like we just need to remember we can be so multifaceted and that is so important and powerful what are some of your favorite things to do or moments that just sort of like get you in that like playful fun mood because that being said I think you're Um, my dog for sure (laughs) (laughs) we love them crazy um yeah I love just like because she's like such a little personality and such a nutball that she really like always makes me feel very playful um but like I love a good playlist I was a dancer growing up so like I can't dance anymore but like I'll cook dinner and like put my phone away put on a good playlist and like dance around the kitchen like just things that get me out of technology and like more into my body feel really playful to me um yeah like I honestly for me it's like dancing on my dog like those two things I love that I love that because yeah like you said you can't when you're living extreme sort of like yo-yo from one to the next and so like finding the ways to sort of like yeah integrate the fun the joy or the work or whatever it is into it is so important and I absolutely I mean also obviously time with friends and like socializing and stuff I just felt like that was obvious I mean like pets are yeah like dogs cats like they they come first we all know that I mean yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. don't get me wrong my dog comes first (laughs) they're our OG um well I love that thank you so much for sharing just as usual openly and honestly and vulnerably with us all today um, we've been talking about all the things you're doing and all the areas you're in right now. So just to give anyone who's unfamiliar, where can they connect with you? Um, what are you up to? What's happening soon? Because there's so much excitement happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to connect with me personally, my social channels are all just Bailey JST. Um, Bailey was taken so I had to add some other letters to the end and then I have a media agency which is at play digital and I don't know when this is airing but on May 17th I am launching a new brand of press on nails called quickies and you can find that at get quickies or get quickies.com as of May 17th I'm so fucking excited <laughs> I like I, so I work in the restaurant industry part-time too. And so I've never had nice nails and I'm just like, I'm, I never thought I was like the type of girl to have like nice nails, but lately I've just been like craving them, but I don't want to be like going and getting my nails done and shit. So then when I saw like you were working on get quickies and stuff, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. Like this, this could yeah. be the solution. to my I just problem. don't have the patience anymore to, or the time to like sit in a nail salon for like an hour and a half and get like gel nails, nor do I really want to be spending like 80 bucks every two weeks on that so it really was like born out of the pandemic when I had to when I was forced to stop doing that and having my nails done for me is like I could be wearing just a baggy t-shirt and sweatpants and like no makeup but if I have my nails done it's like nails and jewelry those are the two things for me if I have those I feel like somewhat put together um and I was a nail biter like all my life I still I don't buy them as much but I pick them so they're not like cute nails that I have and so I was like I can't just 
have my stubs. I was like, I gotta have something. And so I started using press-ons and then it just, I don't know, it spiraled and here we are. We love that. I mean, I, yeah, that was my exact issue. I, <laughs> in the past year, I started realizing, I was like, how can I elevate my style in small ways? And I just noticed, I was like, jewelry, like jewelry is the key. So I feel like very confident today, oh, yeah. like lounge day, so I have none on, but I feel very confident in like my jewelry now. But the other day, or like lately I've been realizing, I'm like, I have these nice rings. I have like my style on point, but then I'll have a photo and my nails are just so like, they're just stubs. And I'm like, it just, it's killing the vibe. So I'm like, I just nails. And then I think I'll, I think I'll be set and I think I'll be okay and comfortable in my style. Um, but yeah, so I'm so excited for that. This will probably be out like around there, but people Thank can follow you. on Instagram. They can see it all happen. And I'm just so excited to see it all unfold. So yay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited and nervous and terrified and tired, but it's all, it's like, honestly, the community hype gets me through it because everybody is just so supportive and excited and that's my favorite thing so i i can't wait and yeah thank you so much for asking me to come on i love doing podcasts it's so nice to be on this side